0: Bunta Vista, episode 164. I am Ben, and I am here, hanging out in the sea of tranquility. The perfect stillness, the likes of which could never be replicated on Earth, hangs heavily in the air as I gaze over the cold, empty surface of the moon. In my heart, I feel a calm I have never felt before, as if I am the only moving object in the universe, and nothing could possibly disturb my thoughts. But what's that? It's Theo, driving a moon buggy over the lip of a crater, landing and commencing a series of extremely sick burnouts in the lunar dust. Hey, Theo. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm great, how are mm. you? You look so, like you're having a lovely time So, now, it, you did say this is the sea of tranquility, right? I oh, did Are you going to correct you, me? Because I don't really know what the sea of tranquility no, is No, no, I mean, it seems
1: to be from here And you said that you're feeling totally at peace with yourself Yeah, I have like As if like you've you got no anxiety in the world Yeah, as if, not you a know Not like constant dread hanging over you No, none of sort that Sort of just like a, you know, gnawing in your heart mm. That you might die at any moment Or someone might think something poorly of you, uh, or you've got a regret from six years ago that you really need to think about right now.
0: And this is uh, a wonderful snapshot into any given thirty seconds that you experience. And so none
1: of that, you just just (laughs) just just a tranquil
0: a piece. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm also feeling that. I don't think you would recognise that state if you felt it. You would start developing new anxieties about your lack of anxieties. What about feeling too good. Am I happy? That's a sin, surely. I don't deserve that. (laughs) Strangely enough, uh, despite NASA's policy of putting only two astronauts on the surface of the moon and leaving one in orbit, we're not alone. Hidden behind an awful moon rock is a disgusting moon gremlin shoveling moon rocks (laughs) into its hideous little moon mouth.
2: It's Ben Jenkins! You... You assured me. You assured me when I came on this podcast. You, you you gave me one assurance, and it was that you wouldn't say I was
0: a horrible little moon gremlin. Like, I have that in writing. I did, well, to me, a disgusting moon gremlin is sort of on a different level to a, a horrible moon gremlin. I don't think you're morally bad, you're just sort of awful to look at. And
1: this is sort of uh, maybe a look into our working relationship with Ben uh, McClay, mm, uh-huh. right, in that he will just lie to your face and then... Go on yeah. on record oh,
0: But only for personal gain which Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to know where you
2: stand I guess Sure On the moon as a horrible little uh, mm-hmm. a Disgusting
0: little moon goblin gremlin. I would say you are less than you are standing You're more sort of squatting In a oh, really like, like, filthy haunt, disgusting like, way Like hunched over Sort of yeah. like yeah The shoulders stand of quite... what you're doing
2: Yeah Okay no, that, I mean like look if I have to if i have to be cast in that role I think it's good that it's sort of
0: you know in in that vein, sure <laughs> it's very close to your nature yeah exactly i love a i love a squat so i've I've brought you on this podcast, me personally yep. uh because this is actually what we want to talk about today is very much um in your field of expertise it's sort of the middle of your venn diagram, so you sure. are a uh, a podcaster, a yep. writer, a comedian, uh, sure. a star of stage and screen. Yes, <laughs> I believe you've been on a stage before. Uh-huh. Uh, you worked on a, a television program uh, called The Checkout, which sure. And I can't. I really can't stress enough that this is not meant to be insulting. Um, <laughs> was just uh-huh. way, way, way better than it had any right to be. <laughs> if you told me. Hey, yeah. I'm working on a new show about consumer affairs. I would say sure. that is fantastic. I'm never going to watch an episode of it.
2: Do you know, I'm like really glad that when I got the job on that show, I was like so, like, I, I think I was just working in TV as a researcher and had like absolutely no sort of say over any projects that I did. And I don't really have that now, but like, I think if I think if the Chaser guys had come to me now and said, hey, do you want to work on this show about I would have said, absolutely go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this it, is yeah, going to be standards. terrible. Enjoy your horrible show. Um, but no, it turned out quite
0: good, I think. It was just, a, you, it was staffed by a team of very, very, very wonderful writers. Uh, you put, just, uh, you know, you would take these quite commonplace sort of situations. You would say have an episode about uh, mattress pricing. That would then be done entirely in the style of Ebenezer Scrooge being visited by the ghost of Christmas past.
2: Now, it sounds like you just kind of pulled that out of your ass, but I think we did something very similar to that. That is actually Um, very much one of my favorite episodes (laughs) of the show. Uh, (laughs) I I, think it was, I think, I think we did, we weren't even consistent in our form parodies. Like we did, we would do something like explaining mattresses through the lens of a Christmas carol, but then we'd also have a character called the mattress wizard that just didn't
0: fit into (laughs) sort of anything. I believe. That was David Cunningham just aggressively laughing into people's faces for the entire episode, which was quite nice. Uh, But yeah, no, I I did
2: that show for like six years and I think... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun here a little bit. There is a popular misconception that having done that show for like five or six years, that I I know anything about the
0: consumer law. Great. <laughs> so you're effectively telling me that I've brought you here for nothing. Uh, well, you but brought
2: me here to insult me. Is that helpful? <laughs> you're right. Sorry. What my fulfilled?
0: Well, luckily, you might not be a subject matter expert in no. But I will say lore. I will say
2: because because we were on air for so long and because we kind of got a bit of a following, I might not be good at. Actually knowing stuff But I'm quite good at like Kind of fumbling my way through Sort of sounding like I do You've surely learnt some key phrases To do with consumer law at this point I was at the I was at the footy with my brother and a guy like this really drunk huge guy like stopped us and I thought he was going to fight us and he actually just wanted to know how to get out of his Optus plan.
1: <laughs> what a
2: legacy! Wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a legacy! Did you have uh, any helpful answers to provide him? I lied to the man's face because I just wanted to get out of there. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I he's probably dead. It's fine.
0: Good. <laughs> Well, luckily, the second part of this is something that I know for certain um, you are an expert on, and that is, of course, uh, space.
2: Yep, absolutely. That is 100%.
0: I've been told you have um, some sort of novel theory about the arrangement of space as to... Not a
2: novel theory. It's more a, um I suppose it's a way of life. Do you think uh, you could
0: maybe explain the concept of down space to our do listeners? Do you know
2: what? I'm s- <sighs> okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've been mocked on, like... I'm going to say not only on multiple podcasts, but on through multiple mediums. I think the last medium that I'm yet to be mocked about Downspace for is like the written, printed word. Like, nobody's written a novel about how stupid it is. I'm actually working on that at the moment. Oh, I, great. It's about a guy called Jen Benkins, and he has the <laughs> dumbest theory of the world. But basically on any other medium you'd care to think of, somebody has, like, gone to town on me about this. Uh, it's basically... Uh, I said it on, I think, a Dragon Friends recording and got so mocked that I kind of doubled downed on it and now mm-hmm. I kind of think I believe it. It's like when we go to space, mm-hmm. we always go to, like, across space. Yeah. You know, like, we're going across and we never go down and I think we should do that and see what's down there. Like, I think we should, like, send something into down space because there could be some neat stuff.
1: So, So, do you... Okay. Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> that we don't know what's down or up because we haven't been there yet.
2: Well, I don't know. I'm just saying we haven't been there and okay. like maybe maybe going somewhere is different to just pointing a telescope down or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I just th- I think it would be cool to like even just even just from like a PR point of view, it would be cool for for NASA to be like, "Hey guys, I know you're sick of sideways space." <laughs> <laughs> We're sending a crew to down space. I think that would like reinvigorate an the interest in the
1: uniting issue of <laughs> policy in 2020.
2: NASA comes yeah. out and they say,
0: hey, uh, you know what's boring and tired? The orbital plane yeah. where all of the stuff is going. Going <laughs> places where we know things are. Let's go to the <laughs> place where nothing is. I think that I'm would be saying, a wonderful time.
2: I'm just saying the last time NASA tried to do something like this and like do like public outreach, it was the Challenger. Mm. So, <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> yep. So, so I'm saying my 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 trip to downspace would be at least. More successful than the Challenger. But you do insist that there must be at least
1: one school teacher on <laughs> the downspace mission.
2: Did you know, and this is 100% true, that Big Bird was meant to be on that ship? Good lord,
1: what a what a sliding doors moment!
2: What can you imagine a universe where big? I I reckon we would have
0: just packed it in. Like I reckon we would have just we would have been done with space. Everyone just takes a couple of valium and lies down for a few years to get over what just happened to us. Killed Big Bird in uh, space. Was it as in uh, so Big Bird not a puppet? It's a man in a a costume. Carol
1: um, Mm -hmm. surgically attached.
0: (laughs) He's stuck in there forever. Uh, His name is Carol something. Was the and- idea that he would be sitting in one of the chairs in costume... <laughs> I don't
2: know what the t- it's possible it's possible that they only got to this point and went oh hang on a second this is too hard <laughs> like we can't we can't work out how to put a man in a big bird costume into space it's, there's enough there is enough sort of technical challenges in just getting something into orbit without having to also worry about how to do it with a guy in a bird costume
0: you'll know um, that we've like we have truly become very comfortable with space flight <laughs> when one of the characters from Sesame Street is on board Yeah We've but got I everything think,
2: else so nailed I think the person who In the meeting went Hey look guys let's put this into a hard basket um, When w- when the challenge disaster happened Was probably uh, promoted <laughs> You can hope <laughs> You
0: can hope Just like later on people coming around <laughs> their desk And being like Good call <laughs> Or maybe It wouldn't have happened If he was on there He would have been like, hey guys, I just heard something rattling And I'm just not sure we should take off Maybe the keen ear of Big Bird is what could have saved that mission They send him out on a spacewalk His
1: tether snaps Big Bird just floating out into the empty expanse of space But he did save all of those lives
0: Richter's grin stuck on his face (laughs) Floating
1: away
2: See that's gravity that I would watch if you replace Clooney with Big <laughs> keep, Bird. Keep
1: every element of the movie exactly the same. <laughs> Swap George Clooney with Big Bird.
2: <laughs> so I think I think yes. To answer your question, I think it's pretty clear that I am something of a space expert, sort Ooh. of
1: the Terence Howard of space <laughs> exploration.
2: <laughs> hey, somebody told me, and sorry, they may have just been playing on my um. My Labrador like gullibility, but mm-hmm. somebody told me that Terence Howard actually is onto something with his <laughs> inventing <laughs> his own kind of mathematics. Yeah. yeah, somebody told me like he's actually he's not got it right, but his instincts are correct.
0: I would love to know th- that claim in more detail than that because surely okay. not true. Uh, if you have, it's like. I
2: think it's like he's like he's like stumbled upon something that like a bunch of Renaissance weirdos also thought. It's not just like, it's not just in a vacuum. I guess is what I'm saying. It's not just in the Big Bird vacuum of space.
1: Oh, he's he's wrong in a different time period. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> it would have been a genius 400 years ago, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, if you the, the, the listener haven't uh, ever come upon Terence Howard's new form of mathematics that he invented. Please just Google Terence Howard's new form of mathematics and look at the results. Uh, it is truly something else. It, it gets a bad rap because, like, the way that he sells it is like,
2: hey, I'm pretty sure one plus one doesn't equal two. Like, he says something like that, like something that is, like, sort of quite foundational into how we understand sort of just really general basic yeah, math and people tend says to tune out. One <laughs>
1: times one equals two. That's his claim. That's his thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah cool. sort of there's a ted chang short story that is about like people becoming suicidally depressed because they're scientists and they find out that math doesn't work i remember that story yeah i assume that's what's happening here except (laughs) terence howard has the fortitude to carry on (laughs) Uh, so we were sent in uh, a letter from a listener jessica over in beautiful canada uh she sent us a link to a website and this is because in our previous episode which so I believe it was episode 163 Return of the Mackerel. Uh, By the way, I cannot believe how many episodes of this you've
2: done. It feels like you've been yeah, making this podcast f- for like 15 minutes, and you've like, Free to Book at Home, we've made like three apps, I think, and lost about 20 <laughs> of
0: them. And I bet they all would have been beautiful episodes.
2: <laughs> They're all great. <laughs> Um, But no, I'm I'm just saying with with absolute respect. That's it's amazing how many of these you've made.
0: Yeah, it turns out if you uh, record them every week, they actually yeah the numbers just really start to add up. They do take care of themselves. (laughs) They do. Uh, We were talking in that episode about we made some casual references uh, to thanks to um, Steve Bannon selling parts of the wall to gullible rubes. We were talking about those scams where. Uh, people are like, I'm going to sell you one metre of Scottish countryside and technically you're a lord now. Or sure, 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 sure. I'm going to sell you a part of the moon. And I had sort of never really looked into this because I'm like, no, it's a it's a joke thing that you're getting. Uh, that's, it's a piece of paper and on the bottom it says, you don't actually own part of the moon or whatever. And then uh, Jessica linked us to the website moonestates.com and I immediately fell into uh, just a terrifying hole of complexity So this is, it's everything you'd expect, right? Like you go to moonestates.com, you look at the website, you're given a bunch of options. The first thing you see is you can either buy one moon acre, Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. buy 10 moon acres, or Mm. you can buy more, pay less moon acres. Don't really understand what that means. Uh, You can also (laughs) get acreage on Mars and Venus. Uh, you can get VIP
2: packages, uh, oh, which involves... treat freak yourself. Uh,
0: VIP landowners will be given priority access to new products and developments in the future. <laughs> I don't really amazing. know what those could possibly be. I assume better frames for your moon certificate. I really like this quote that's
2: on the website, which is like, I have an acre bought for me by... No, 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 sorry. I'll do that again because this quote just disappeared because this is a very badly designed website. It is, yes. I own 22 acres of Moonland. I started off with one in 2000, and now I have bought a few more each year since then. You are literally in the same place as you started. Like, yes. You, you, <laughs> you have you have nothing.
0: Well, so I got a couple of more of those testimonials here. Uh, oh, good. This one is from Simon Roberts, who owns Area F4 Quadrant Charlie Plot. Uh, one of the best, I think. Uh, I thought it would be a good investment for the future. It doesn't pay to sit around and wait. <laughs> Because I'm sure some things will be changing On the moon in the near future Uh, Another one here from Joe Elwood Who has Area F4 Quadrant Charlie Plot Uh, To have an acre bought for me By the two people I love most in my life Is very special to me Now I'm wondering if this is Hmm. maybe like uh, A partner and a child Or if he Or they are a member of a thruple And they have been gifted a piece of the moon (laughs) Hard to say I think uh,
1: I think one of the biggest one of the biggest relationship issues with thruples is when you land on the moon, who's gonna stay in the in, <laughs> in the, the moon moon moon. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it unveils a lot. So very of...
1: devastating to them. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna
2: be the Michael Collins of this polycule? Um, <laughs> no no, we like hanging out with you. It's
0: just
1: you're so good at orbiting. You and like really that? this is the most important job, not having Absolutely. fun on the moon. Um, uh, do you know what do you know uh, why
2: I know this is a great website? Uh, because, like all great websites, it has a drop-down menu which features the option of space law.
0: Oh, my God. You were, gonna, you were about to hear the phrase space law so many times, and so I'm very excited for you.
2: Now, Ben, would you like me to not be on this website and you can sort of um, reveal it to me in your own time? I mean, by Am I unwrapping
0: means, my Christmas presents early is my question here? Click around at your leisure, because the surprises <laughs> are not going to be coming from this website. Um, I will read for you their mission statement. Uh In 2015, Moon Estates joined forces with Moon Life LTD to bring you an even more enjoyable experience, very dubious Mm -hmm. claim. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) know how I could enjoy this anymore. (laughs) And to take our exploration well into the 21st century. Our Mm -hmm. vision is to bring together the community of over 6 million space enthusiasts that have purchased land on the moon and to develop our communal responsibility for its stewardship. Communal, <laughs> mischief there fuck they up. did. I- yep, that's fair. That's fair. Not my own
2: podcast. That's
1: fair. Thanks for having me. I-, I would also suggest that perhaps at this point the moon takes care of itself.
0: It's been doing that pretty well for a while. <laughs>
2: sort of as
1: far as human involvement goes.
2: Is there any kind of um, contingency in my purchase for a sort of seven-eve
0: situation where the moon explodes? They have not addressed that shamefully. There's no sort of refund. Moon policy. insurance. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we will be offering you more interactive ways of sharing your lunar experiences and creating fun gifts to share with friends and loved ones. Now, fucking mm-hmm. Ben, I feel like you're just <laughs> really
2: um, like everybody is on the fucking edge of their seats. Want to know how much it costs to get a slice of that moon pie.
0: Oh, I would love to tell you so much. So now I have to be very clear uh, that this you can get a cheaper deal on Moonland. So this is the cost of buying it through... The UK website, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you the absolute minimum spend you're looking at here, uh, one uh-huh. acre of moon land and not getting a frame for your certificate, you're okay. looking at 24 pounds, about 44 bucks. That's okay. Hmm. Oh, that's reasonable? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm How actually considering you put it now. a price now. on it? Uh, no. You can spend a lot more though, so you can basically buy as many acres as you'd like. I imagine, I imagine that
2: that that land is on the dark side, right? Like, I, I oh no no, if I, was, if I was running this scam, I would I would definitely delineate between the dark and the light side of the moon.
0: Uh, the, the man doing this uh, is actually a man of great principle. He will only sell land that's on the light <laughs> side of the moon. Really? Yes, you're not getting any of the shitty stuff <laughs> that's on the other side. The stuff that's on the edge that is sometimes dark, sometimes not. You're only getting full light exposure. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Now, obviously, knowing what a great bargain this is, you might say to yourself, ooh, maybe I'll get a little bit more Moonland. Uh, sure, sure. You could get five acres with a frame for about <laughs> 79 pounds, which is only about $144. And I that's can't value. Really... So the, the, the largest parcel of Moonland I can get is five acres. I think you can buy as much as you want. It's just their default options uh, from one to five. How many a... acres is the moon? That's a wonderful question, Theo. I can hear you rapidly typing. Can no, that's me. Oh, no, that's not me. Oh, wow. Okay,
2: guys, if you're if you're worried, if you are if you are concerned that there's not going to be enough moon to go around with people snapping up five acres at a time, let me tell you that this is this is obviously the entire moon, not just the light side. But we can mm-hmm. work out, you know, it's around nine and a half billion
0: acres. Okay, so there's probably a lot of this to go around. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is this is what they say you're getting when you make this purchase. Uh, own your own parcel of the moon and have the certificate to prove it. This bold claim. Uh, <laughs> Moonstates.com sells authorized lunar plots. The resale of these plots is registered on a secure database. It makes the perfect present, and the more you buy, the cheaper it gets. Simply select the number of moon acres you require. And then choose if you would like for it to be framed. Scroll down for more information. So I'm assumed- enjoying. I'm
1: enjoying the use of the word require there. <laughs> <laughs> I need lunar land, or else I will die.
0: I've maxed out. <laughs> Got to get just a couple more acres. I really
2: like the 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 yeah. As you say, like the certificate proves it. As if that's going to be the end of discussion. If you're yeah. <laughs> like if you're like having somebody around, you're like, hey, you know, I own yeah. some of that. Have you have you ever have you ever heard of the moon? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <sort laughs> you know, of that you, thing up you there. You know, gigantic thing that's in the sky that's yeah, yeah, the the yeah. always there yeah yeah cool i own some of that
1: mm, now i simply don't believe you have you got okay, anything what? to back up your claim <laughs> can i direct you to uh the wall over there <laughs> <laughs> oh that that insane screed that i was looking at earlier <laughs> uh,
0: no next to the screed, please <laughs> um. <laughs> i had but, kind of been led to believe uh because of The immediately obvious scam like nature of this that the scroll down for more information would be the like below the drop disclaimer that this is clearly fake right that it's like a novelty product we're Uh, kind of
1: like in the grey area legally here
0: yeah Uh, and I'm not talking about the grey surface of the moon
1: Uh, it's actually about the same colour as like asphalt Jesus fucking Christ okay here we go (laughs) so this is what
0: the more information is uh, the deeds for the land which you're about to purchase on the moon are issued by moonstates.comcom uh, Ltd they show the precise unique coordinates of where your property is located mm-hmm. all of our properties are situated with a clear view onto planet Earth mm-hmm. uh, details of the purchase are recorded against the name on the deeds but to gain the full benefit of being a lunar landowner we advise you to complete and return the registration form that's
2: you know you know what's really smart about this the way that they've positioned it the with a clear view onto planet Earth, not from planet Earth. It's like a real kind of like aspirational <laughs> s- sale. You know that what you I could, mean? It's like yeah. if you put your house there, your view. Yeah, would exactly. Be You'll be sitting on your porch looking at the scumos back on Earth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Earth lovers, I believe they will call them. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't snap up this bargain when you had the presence of mind to. Uh, they continue here, details of the purchase... Oh, sorry, no, did that part. If you purchase the three or five acre land packages, a deed will be issued for each acre and the properties will be next to each other. G- great. Uh, <laughs> if choosing a frame, only the first acre deed will be in the frame. Buying the land as a present? You might like to consider the gift box version, which also includes a coaster with the words, I own the moon on it. <laughs> what a bold coaster. <laughs>
2: I own the moon is like such... Platonic ideal of
0: crazy person speaking uh-huh. <laughs> you know <what> mean? <laughs> By the way, I'm sort of like the sole owner of the moon That's just a fun fact about me That I would like for you to know <laughs> It's like
2: something that like, a lazy writer would say That somebody next to them on a bus said <laughs> like, to Just to really quickly shorthand to note That they were that kind of crazy person
0: <laughs> Sort of harmless but deeply uh, alienated from the world around yeah, them. Exactly kind of
2: I w- I've been praising this scam a fair bit because uh, I think it's, like, it's quite subtle in, like, how it's doing. I mean, it's not a scam, necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's. I've been praising this kind of the pitch of it, but I really think they're fucked up by by saying, oh, and, you know, why not buy some land on Venus, too? <laughs> Like, it's really, like... Yeah. The moon, you could be like, oh, I guess they might have done a deal with some government agency, <laughs> but this is just, like... It really is showing their hand that nothing matters.
0: <laughs> well, it, it is very... Like, the... Yeah, we'll get to the scope of this, because it is much, much bigger than you think. Uh, so, we don't... The the like the kicker hasn't happened yet. We haven't been told, here is the part that lets us get away with this. Uh, there's another little tab underneath that, where you're buying the item, for additional information. If you click on that, you get this. Mm-hmm. Is this real? You're probably asking yourself. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, I got that intonation all wrong. Is this real? You're probably asking yourself, can I really buy land on the moon? Well, if this sounds like a joke to you, please read on. It's quite a story. A declaration of ownership was filed with the United Nations as well as the US and the Russian governments in 1980 to ensure that a legal basis for the ownership of the property sold here can be claimed. Moonestates.com Ltd are authorised for the sale of extraterrestrial property and all purchasers are registered on the central database. We have been informed that to date in excess of 6 million space enthusiasts have become members of our organisation, making it the largest group in the world. Did you say six million? I did say six million. Yes.
2: Um, I noticed that they say that it was filed with the UN. Mm, yeah. Like yes. Yeah. Doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't filed to the gigantic crank basket that they have. <laughs> and you will find that this is
0: actually a key element of this man's legal strategy. Uh huh. <laughs> um, they finish this off by saying, "Who knows? One day we may be we may be able to fly to our chosen planet and take up residency." But in the meantime, it's something we can talk and dream about. Awesome. Uh, they go into more detail and they're frequently asked questions because I'm sure they get a lot. Who am I buying from? This website is owned and operated by Moon Life Ltd, a company based in Cornwall. We purchased the land from Moon Estates.com Ltd. That's really interesting. I really had hmm. this down as American. Cornwall is not. <laughs> well, so these people are buying it from an American company, right. uh, which. Yeah, yep, you, you'll see. Uh, the rest. Of I'm facts sure you guys you- have listeners
2: in Cornwall, and I'm going to like insult them. But honestly, I'm just like I'm just imagining this old Cornish farmer with a cloth cap <laughs> and like a shepherd's staff just
0: behind a computer selling pictures of those selling parcels of the moon. <laughs> this is more or less exactly what I'm imagining. Except I believe it's a husband and wife team. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of the fact just directs you to their space law section of the website, uh-huh. uh, which is. I have learnt a lot in the last couple of days, is what I will say. Uh, What is the law today? With regard to extraterrestrial property sales, two treaties exist today. These treaties do not refer to ownership as such. They more commonly refer to the exploitation of the moon and other celestial bodies for profit purposes. And extraterrestrial property sales distinctly fall under that section. The treaties are the Outer Space Treaty of 1967 and the Moon Treaty of 1984. The Outer Space Treaty of 1967 explicitly forbids any government from claiming a celestial resource such as the moon or a planet. What does this mean? Well, it means that governments cannot appropriate the moon or other celestial bodies. Effectively, governments have signed to the fact that they have no rights to these bodies at all. What is actually important here is what the Outer Space Treaty does not say. It explicitly does not say whether commercial enterprises or private individuals can claim, exploit, or appropriate oh my God. the celestial bodies for profit. The United Nations and all countries that signed the Outer Space Treaty became aware of this vital omission almost immediately after the treaty was ratified in 1967. In fact, the United Nations have expended a large amount of time to try to ratify an amendment to the treaty ever since uh, that would explicitly include corporations and individuals. All attempts at ratifying such an amendment failed because member states did not agree with it. So in the end, all the ratification attempts were summarized in the famous Moon Treaty uh, some 15 years later. And this is certainly true, uh, which I think he's about to explain here. Or is it just the UN has other stuff on? Like, <laughs> uh, Well, apparently this is actually the US and a couple of... Well, like all the spacefaring countries have been like, no, but we do want to privatise the moon, so please don't do that. Oh! Uh, so it's, it explains a little bit here, weirdly, from the insane moon real estate website. Uh, what is the Moon <laughs> Treaty and why is it not law? The Moon Treaty, had it been ratified, would have forbidden the exploitation of space, the moon, and other celestial bodies for profit motives. According to the Moon Treaty... Individuals may not claim the moon and other celestial bodies, but of all the 185 or so member states of the UN, only six states supported it. All others, including all spacefaring nations, the USA, the UK, Russia, China, etc., refused to sign it. This is something that does not seem to be well known. <laughs> and, have you, and have you fact-checked that? Uh, that is correct. That is 100% correct. Uh, the, uh, the USA explicitly refused to sign it as it would inhibit the exploitation of lunar and other celestial resources for profit by corporations and individuals. We feel that the non-ratification of the Moon Treaty is a good thing. If it had been ratified and oil was found on the Moon, any company by law would be previ- <laughs> prohibited from mining it. Surely that is not in the public interest. <laughs> That, that yes. is like the that is like the only thing I reckon that would stop us from mining oil on the moon. <laughs> it's such a bizarre claim as well to just be like, "Hey, if there's oil on that fucking moon, we're gonna goddamn get it, <laughs> gonna hollow out that bad boy." It continues. Here is what an historical website has to say about it. They don't say which mm-hmm. one. Uh, the agreement governing the activities of states on the moon and other celestial bodies is the infamous Moon Treaty. It was killed by a handful of L five Society activists. Who were the first to see what, that it would outlaw property rights in the rest of the universe and indefinitely bog down space settlement in a common heritage of all mankind morass. Uh, when as a result of the L5 Society efforts the US Congress failed to ratify the treaty, the USSR also breathed a sigh of relief. They likewise did not ratify. The Soviets were so surprised at the impact of this relatively unknown organization that they sent very obvious KGB members to chapter meetings in New York City to find out who they were uh so this is that society to which they're referring to was a group of people in the 70s who were like we are going to build space colonies they named themselves after one of the lagrange points that's in the system of the earth and the moon so you can tell they're enormous nerds and they haven't really done anything except maybe stop this but this is all like kind of completely academic right like yes this is all academic
2: until we're actually able to get to the moon. Or is it like that thing, you know, that, 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 that thing about like really early, one of the earliest kind of um, examples of like credit was some island um, peoples who like were trading in ownership over totems that were, were, were under, the, under the water. And like nobody could get at them, but it was like technically you own that now.
0: I believe that was the plot of a Terry Pratchett book, certainly. Okay, maybe, but it might also that. be based on a real thing. <laughs> I think. Fuck.
2: I may have confused David Graeber's book Debt with a Terry Pratchett book, which I mean, you know both could they're be both true. pretty Who chunky. Knows.
0: They're both pretty thick. <laughs> uh, uh, so, as you say, all if you want to write into
2: to this podcast uh, with what Ben is actually
0: thinking of, uh, <laughs> please do. I'd love to know. <laughs> uh, for our famous "Which Ben is correct" segment. <laughs> So they they sort of realise that this is all quite academic, it's all theoretical, uh, but they, they have some more down-to-earth answers here, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, can I charge NASA if they land on my property? No, you can't. Uh, no celestial bodies are owned by NASA and they have never claimed them. Further... The Outer Space Treaty of 1967, which is law, clearly states that the Moon and other celestial bodies are the heritage of all mankind for the purposes of exploration. So NASA can do what they like and where they like, as long as they are exploring. But if someone wants to build a house or drill for minerals or water on your property, that is quite a different issue altogether. Moonestates.com has never, and will never, sell a past or planned NASA landing site on any celestial body.
2: That's interesting because that just shows that they know that if they're challenged, even for a moment, this whole thing falls down. Yes. There's no reason why they couldn't. It's just like they they, they never want to have to take this further.
0: <laughs> yeah, they never want to invite that court case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they summarize here, and the most important point in all of that, let's not miss the most important point of all, and it specifically applies to the moon. What is the moon to us? What is the moon to us? What is the moon to us? Yeah, maybe that one. Uh, the moon is a symbol of hope, romance, achievement, and change, all rolled into one. There is nothing more symbolic and romantic on Earth one can give to a loved one. It is not a fad we can toy with. It is not something that will ever lose its appeal. When you buy your property on the moon or any other planet, please enjoy it. Because that's what this is all really about. (laughs) You can look into the night sky and say, I own a piece of that. You know what?
2: I can do that now. I can do that right now with all of the legal backing that anybody
0: who's bought (laughs) Stuff on the moon can. You just say, you know what? I can see a tiny little... There's like a little smudge. That's my smudge. That's my smudge. Yeah, and I that. claim that. So, uh, I had a look into this because obviously I am not going to take the claims of a moon real estate website at face value. So, uh, as I said before, this is a, a couple in Cornwall who are they essentially acting as like on sellers for an American man has claimed that he has owned the moon since 1980. Coming up to 40 years of moon ownership here. Uh, This is from a 2009 National Geographic article, uh, Who Owns the Moon? The Galactic Mm -hmm. Government vs. the UN. On July 20th, 1969, astronauts stepped onto the moon and planted an American flag not to claim the moon, but simply to commemorate the US role in the first moon landing. Mm -hmm. 40 years later, a Nevada entrepreneur says he owns the moon and that he's interim president of the first known galactic government. (laughs) <laughs> real difference in like gravitas between those uh-huh, two uh-huh. things mm-hmm. uh dennis hope uh head of the lunar embassy corporation has sold real estate on the moon and other planets to about 3.7 million people so far Whoa. Uh, as his customer base grew he said buyers wanted assurances that their property rights would be protected so hope started his own government in 2004 which has a ratified constitution a congress a unit of currency and even a patent office does it have a flag does it have a flag it- does and I would love very much, uh, Theo. It's in the document there if you want to look at it. But just Google, mm. uh, oh fuck, what does he actually call his government? God damn it, Galactic Government. Yes, this... the Galactic Government yeah. flag. Oh, I'm looking at it. If you see something that looks like uh, the Greek flag gone wrong, yep. you have found the correct <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> I would describe that flag as Greek Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking
0: Christ. Uh. So there's one more sentence in this snippet here which I really enjoy. We're now a fully realised sovereign nation, Hope said. You aren't, no, you weren't. Uh, no, and it it's wonderful be. how immediately
1: this uh, this whole story has turned into just libertarian paradise. Yeah, it, because they cannot live anywhere else on Earth. Bizarre amount of
2: stuff in the Moon Constitution, like bizarre, bizarre yep. like, it's like nine or ten whole pages about the age of consent itself.
0: <laughs> uh, well, actually, their Constitution is a hundred pages long, and yep. I did not read the whole thing. So you, and might I think well you'll be find
1: right. uh, a Moon year counts for two Earth years. Oh so. no. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I got the same information here From a different website With the wonderful URL uh, Uh, SpaceLegalIssues.com But it had It starts with one extra tidbit Which I think Makes all of this fall into place Since a divorce that would have ruined Dennis Hope (laughs) This American has sold more than 400 million acres of lunar land Thanks to his agency Uh yeah, right. this is God just damn. everything. Like this is a classic Bunta Vista story, micronation, uh, insane space law, divorced dad. So this yeah, guy,
1: this guy must be
0: uh, like significantly rich by this point, then, right? He has made uh, at least a couple of million dollars. He's doing quite well.
3: Good lord!
0: Uh, I was trying to sort of look into his background, and every single article about him, which there are a lot, describe him in very different ways. But what I know for certain, he was at some point a car salesman a shoe salesman, an actor, and a ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, the Smithsonian Magazine described him specifically as a ventriloquist-turned-entrepreneur with an eye on the sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, he's enjoyed a small bit of celebrity from this. There is a absolutely bonkers clip of him going on Conan in 2003, and the guest that he is like replacing on the couch next to the table is Jason Schwartzman. So it's just Jason <laughs> Schwartzman standing up and very awkwardly shaking this insane man's hand before moving <laughs> off. Uh, so this this is more from that National Geographic article uh, about the legality of this. Uh, the trouble is that legally, nobody can own the moon or anything else in space. For that matter, said Tanya Massens-One, president of the International Institute of Space Law based in the Netherlands... Uh, what Lunar Embassy is doing does not give people buying pieces of paper the right to ownership of the moon," she said. The controversy began in 1980 when Hope registered his claim on the moon with the United Nations. The claim went unanswered, so he figured his rights were secured. <laughs> you call that is such great
2: textbook crank stuff? <laughs> uh,
0: to date, and this is from 2009. Keep in mind, uh, his company has sold more than two million five hundred thousand one-acre plots of lunar land which hopes there's a rich in an isotope of helium that has an earthly price tag of about US $125,000 an ounce. Today, a deed for a plot printed with a buyer's name is selling online for $22.49 plus tax. Legal experts counter that the UN didn't have to answer, uh, didn't answer because it didn't have to. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He's made millions and millions of dollars, right? It's
3: worked.
2: Unless, yes. unless this is like, unless these are self-reported figures. Well, well it's not
0: like... He, That's that certainly wild. It seems like they some of these figures are self-reported. Uh, all the estimates about his wealth seem to be much more conservative than his claim about how many people have bought them. But okay. I, he's definitely made at least a few million dollars at this point. That I, I just respect
2: it. I guess it's such a good scam. And except for the people that he's scamming, it's a victimless crime. Yeah, <laughs> but except I mean, for but all a, of but, the millions of victims. Are, but actually, in a way, like. They're not. They don't want anything
0: from it. other exactly, than what They're like, getting. Yeah. And they it's want only to be able to point to
1: 22, twenty-two pounds or whatever. Like it's it's cheap enough well, to buy it as a joke, right? Well, they, like. Okay. So, do you reckon anybody? Like,
2: I know that you guys have like a really uh, good and loyal yeah. fan base. Do you reckon after this recording, you might actually find yourself a recipient of a of a little slice of moon pie? Oh God,
0: I hope not. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> that would you be do, terrible for your anxiety. Well, so we say that this is mostly people that don't really care about it, but some... So these are, again, self-reported statistics, but he says something like 37% of purchases are made through a, like, trust, as oh. if it is people making an investment. Oh. Okay. Very troubling. Uh, but again, you know, it's like 25 bucks, so...
2: Do you know the only thing that I'm surprised about this whole setup is that the blockchain hasn't come into it at all? I, like, this feels like the yeah. sort of thing that... The, that yeah. Yeah. If he was a slightly younger man... Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it's just a timing thing.
0: Yeah, right. Um, The article continues here. Hope, however, said there's a loophole. The treaty prohibits countries from claiming property in space. But, quote, I filed my claim of ownership as an individual. The fact that he's now claiming his galactic government has legal authority over the moon might seem problematic. But Hope said the fledgling regime isn't a member of the UN and so doesn't have to abide by its laws. (sighs) I'd love this thing of my made-up country doesn't have to... Yeah. Uh, abide by rules for made-up reasons that I have. It's a real double stack <laughs> I mean, of like, confidence.
2: It really does kind of, like, you know, hit home that everything's made up. Like, mm-hmm. all countries are made
0: up, Ben. That is so true. Uh, <laughs> regardless of his current stance, Hope's original claim to the moon is simply not legal. The Space Law Institute's Masons One asserts the UN Treaty does apply to governments and their private citizens, which invalidates Hope's claim to the moon and other celestial bodies, she said. But... That shouldn't disappoint any prospective moon millionaires. You don't need to own a place to make money on it, Masson Zwan said, but you do need a clear legal framework for doing business on the property, something the moon currently lacks. A separate 1979 treaty known as the Moon Agreement sets up a framework for establishing clearer rules for managing the moon's natural resources once the use of those resources becomes feasible. Such rules would apply to businesses looking to establish hotels, mining operations, and other commercial endeavours on the moon. That agreement, however, has been ratified by just 13 countries, none of which are major spacefaring states. So, this space law expert is claiming uh, that maybe it is fine? Uh, But luckily, that is not the only space law expert. Uh, This is an excerpt from the book... (laughs) Who Owns the Moon? Extraterrestrial Aspects of Law and Mineral Access Ownership by Romanian space lawyer Virgilio Pop Uh, He takes a much more hardline approach arguing that not only can Hope not do this but the US is violating the treaty by letting him do it
2: How are they letting him do this? By not putting him in prison?
0: Uh, Yeah, essentially By not saying, hey, stop selling the moon Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dennis Hope maintains that this norm contains a loophole allowing the private appropriation of the extraterrestrial realms This is flawed logic Thus, if states cannot appropriate the extraterrestrial realms, then neither can their nationals. Furthermore, landed property rights are unlikely to survive without protection from a sovereign entity, and state endorsement of private appropriation would be a form of national appropriation. A number of academics consider that not only active endorsement, but even a passive attitude from the authorities, is a form of national appropriation, as detailed by the Dutch space lawyer Franz von der Dunk, what a wonderful collection of words oh, in, a, in a terrific order. It can, is. You please, can you please read
2: them again from Dutch?
0: Dutch space lawyer, Franz von der Dunck. Uh, that's a new cellar door for me. <laughs> it is oh. truly beautiful. <laughs> Every time I've read the words space law, space lawyer, space legal issues, I've been experiencing yeah. a wild thrill. <laughs> uh, during a discussion on the issue that took place in 1999 at the 42nd Colloquium on the Law of Outer Space... The majority of the law- lawyers present there were of the opinion that the United States would actually be in violation of the pertinent rules of the outer space treaty by not taking action against its citizens trying to offer pieces of the moon for sale, which was amounting to fraud.
1: Uh, I think I've worked out why this is so wonderful because it's a weird like overlap of something that is clearly ridiculous and a whole bunch of very serious people <laughs> taking it quite t- seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's
2: really the- <laughs> it's really terrific how much time of very serious people this is wasted.
0: <laughs> There's a really beautiful paragraph here, also from that book. Uh, that I just, I've just i been thinking about this for 48 hours now. Uh, While Saint-Germain considers Hope's activity as being, quote, not a joke and it's perfectly legal, in reality, a choice has to be made. It is either a joke and thus lawful, or it is not a joke and thus illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Selling the moon is not the only way that he makes money, uh, as we mm-hmm. established with the couple from well, Cornwall. Well, he's got his ventriloquist uh, stream <laughs> of income. Sure, the shoe sailing. <laughs> Selling? Sailing? Good lord. Uh, so he also licences being able to sell the moon... Uh, So, this is a a franchise, like a title, like a a Jim's Moon
1: Sailing. It's exactly (laughs) like Jim's Moon Sailing.
0: Uh, This is from a 2013 Business Insider article. Uh, The real estate company currently has two full time employees, 27 resellers, and six ambassadors. To resell properties or become an ambassador, license holders are required to pay a $60,000 fee and buy a certain number of properties monthly.
2: Fuck, you know what? Again, talking about the blockchain, how it's just a timing thing. Mm-hmm. If, this was, if this was timed oh, a little no, bit differently too, yeah. it would be multi-level marketing. Yeah, absolutely. It, would it would absolutely been, yeah. be a lot multi-level marketing scheme.
0: <laughs> Moon real estate parties and people's living rooms. <laughs> oh. um, th- this, th- there was one little tidbit in this article that is also quite wonderful because I didn't see it mentioned anywhere else. Um, in order to choose which piece of Terra Luna he wants to sell... Hope simply closes his eyes and randomly points (laughs) to a moon diagram. (laughs) You can't... Hey, it works. You can't just, like, get a spreadsheet or something. You can't... What's this guy's name? uh, Dennis Hope. And if you want to look up what this man looks like, that is also quite fulfilling.
2: Before I look it up, I Mm -hmm. just want to... Theo, do you know what this man looks like?
1: I have not seen him yet.
2: You haven't seen him? Okay. In my mind, he looks like... Like, exactly... Like Trump's weird doctor, you know the guy with, like. Oh, the- yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Okay, well, so that's what he looks like in my mind.
0: Imagine if that guy had a haircut. I, I don't <laughs> okay. think you're far off the mark. I wish he looked more like that guy though. That'd be amazing. I'd maybe respect. Oh, he looks him like more. he looks like Billy Joel. He looks exactly like Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that up top. <laughs> it's he looks so
2: much like Billy Joel that I think it's more likely that he's just Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's the
0: guy that if Billy Joel came, comes third in a Billy Joel lookalike contest, contest, <laughs> Dennis Hope is winning. Uh, there's another little bit in here about how he's also claimed ownership of Mars, Venus, Mercury, and one of Jupiter's moons, uh, but says that he doesn't sell in other planets because he can't find maps of them. Hey, I'm going to just put something forward. Mm-hmm. What if he's right? Go
1: on. Okay. <laughs> talk me through that.
2: <laughs> talk me what through me that. What if of that? he
1: actually owns not just the moon, but also Mars, Venus. Did mm-hmm. he? What else did you say anymore?
0: Uh, Mercury. Uh, Mercury and one of Jupiter's Just one moons. of one of Jupiter's moons. Why moon did he stop moons. there? Just I'm
1: one. Just curious. Just a, an incredible level of restraint there <laughs> just to be like, no, no, no. Not all of not Jupiter. Not all of the moons. I wonder just, yeah. um, which, just, which
0: moon of Jupiter
1: it is. Yeah. I, I don't actually know. Mm, uh, because. Yeah, it's one of the good ones.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I
2: kind of... Are you? Are you if he owns these celestial bodies, mm-hmm. if he actually owns them, I would argue that it has the same effect on virtually everybody on this planet's day-to-day lives as if he
0: doesn't own them at all. Okay, but what happens? Let's say he's correct. Yep. Elon Musk rocks up to uh, Mars, sure. starts hammering in the foundations for his little moon <laughs> Mars chateau, mm-hmm. and then he gets... A, Call from Dennis Hope Who says uh, Yeah I'm going to need you To stop there mate um, That's mine <laughs> So if you just get back On your little spaceship Come uh-huh. back home That would be really good
1: uh, The The Jupiter moon he owns Is Io Interesting oh. choice Well that's one of the
0: It's an alright one But he didn't get one of the ones That potentially has life on it
1: Yeah I would I was I was going into this Thinking he would have Claimed Europa mm, Possibly right. a tactical error We'll see how history <laughs> plays out <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. It's Andrew here. To get access to this full bonus episode, along with all of our other bonus episodes every week, and to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash bunta and
0: sign up for five US dollars a month. Bye. Uh, so obviously this all seems like an incredible scam, but he himself is worried that you're getting scammed. Uh, not from him, from copycat websites, this is uh, from the <laughs> website, from his website. Uh, be aware, warning, beware, because they're a copycat companies selling property with no claim. A few of the biggest frauds are Lunaland.com, registry.com, BuyMars.com, and MoonEstates.com. Mm-hmm. They are simply lying to you. Wait, hang on. Hang on a damn second. Mm-hmm. MoonEstates.com isn't the one that we started from, is it? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, was my it? God. So they're claiming to be licensees of his, but they're not.
1: Well, I think he expounds on that in the next sentence. They are
0: simply lying. Two used to be our ambassadors until we caught them behaving badly. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, I got sucked in. I got sucked in by the scam. I
2: really regret buying um, 20 acres of moon from these people while we've
0: been recording this. Oh, my God. This is... Hmm. I I can't believe I didn't notice this when I was writing this. Uh... That's insane. Uh, There are a dozen fraudulent sites out there claiming they can sell you my land. They cannot. Mm -hmm. They have no legally registered claim. Only I do. None of them have a registered trademark either, nor media, nor copyright, as they claim. Only the Lunar Embassy does. No matter what others say on their sites, you are not getting valid, legally claimed extraterrestrial real estate issued by the Lunar Embassy.
2: You'd feel pretty bloody stupid if you'd bought... From them, yeah, you? just to find out that it's just completely
0: worthless. Somehow, you actually managed to get to the moon within the next thirty years, and they're like, "Oh, you've got Moon Acres! Congratulations, Dennis Hope was right. This is all real. Let me just look at your certificate." Oh, so, yeah, Sorry. yeah. One of the I see what's happened websites. Here. I see Space gel for you. Yep. Sorry, there are dozens
2: of these. Uh, yeah. See, the trademark isn't registered. So, <laughs>
0: so um. I I dug also a little bit into his galactic government. Uh, As I said, there is a 100-page constitution that sets up, you know, the bodies of government that will govern the moon and so forth. I'm going to read a quite long screed to you here, but this is from the galactic government's Declaration of Independence. Uh... (laughs) While respecting the history of the United States of America on the planet Earth, we the property owners and soon-to-be dual citizens of both celestial property and Earth countries do appreciate the words and essence of the Declaration of Independence of 1776. <laughs> there comes a time when all persons must break away from the constraints and misconceptions of the perceived good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Human mm-hmm. history. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Human history has shown the citizens on planet Earth when governments enact arbitrary laws uh, that are ambiguous, self-serving, and counterproductive to certain unalienable rights that are amongst these Absolutely. I'm, just, I'm, just I'm Just so mm-hmm.
2: you know, Ben, yeah. I'm just imagining Lin-Manuel Miranda rapping <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: Good. And that is probably the best way to learn about politics. Uh, we are entering an age of universal knowledge replete with the dynamics of the human experience. Uh-huh. Our pioneering spirit has been awakened... We seek the satisfaction of not only owning celestial lands, but also inhabiting, developing, and nurturing them as well. In keeping with the traditions of governments as we see them through history, we find boundless intervention to stop the fulfillment of all humans to exercise our rights to possession of these truly inalienable lands. When it comes to pass, that provision Un- of... Expect- well, unless
2: there's aliens on them. That's
0: <laughs> true. And even then, we will be uh, riding over them with a bulldozer, I assume. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to pass that provision of expected access to these lands is denied by the governments, it becomes the responsibility of the citizens and property holders of these celestial bodies to take drastic actions.
2: Oh my god.
0: He is encouraging I, moon terrorism, I believe.
2: There's no other way to really read that.
0: Uh, conceptually, we see the truth as being self-evident that all people are created equal. Government's actions do not seem consistent with this concept, and so we are adapting accordingly it is because of the actions of the governments on planet earth that we the landlords of the celestial lands in the solar system including all moons and planets as we know them and for the ones to be discovered excluding earth take the peaceful resolution to inform all governments on planet earth that we have democratically achieved our resolve to become a free sovereignty as a free sovereignty it is our desire to create a working relationship with the governments of planet earth so foundations and mutual respect might be achieved early in our growth
2: okay who's the first country that's
0: going to meet with this guy do you think Oh, that's a wonderful question. I'm gonna assume it's one of the micronations. Because mm. like that's oh, some real yeah, 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 you're yeah. affirming each other's nationhood. Yeah. By being like, yeah. Well, I'm a real country and you're a real country. Oh, that's <laughs> if we hadn't lost um, if we hadn't lost Hutt River, it could have been oh, there. Oh tragic. R. I. P. and peace. If it were not for decades of historic records showing the monumental steps made in support of human rights by the Earth governments, we recognise that we would have little chance to succeed with our quest. It is because of the lessons learned from the Earth governments that we are capable of rational expectations that we will succeed in our bid for sovereignty.
2: I think that's pretty big of them to to throw a bone to the Earth governments, credit where credit's due. (laughs) True. I
0: mean, they have the (laughs) land area of about a million times that of the Earth. Sure. Combining all the planets, more than millions, billions times more. So very yeah. generous of them.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so, you well know... Well done you, they say.
0: W- we can laugh at this, right? Uh, the, what, a, what a silly claim. Well, according to these guys, this has been signed off on uh, by none other than Hillary Rodham Clinton herself. <laughs> <laughs> President of the United States. <laughs> Uh, This is a quote from the website again. Uh, The Galactic Government created in 2004 and the businesses organized under the jurisdiction of the Galactic Government are recognized by the United States. The United States Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, verified the sovereignty of the Galactic Government and businesses organized under the Galactic Business Corporations Act of 2005. Can Uh, I guess, can
2: I guess, Ben? I would love to. That she did this by ignoring an insane letter?
0: No, it's better than that. Um, What it is, is that uh well from what i saw so he sent this to the patent office which was mm-hmm. insane but they said sure yep, yeah, here's your patent on this and the i think an international copyright issued by the united states has the signature of the secretary of state on okay. the like the the cover letter of the document sure
2: sure 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 sure
0: just like just
2: like how all U.S. currency has the signature of the treasurer
0: on it. Yeah, so you know like, every I, coin you have is signed by the treasurer. Yeah, <laughs> Not uh, the treasurer, whoever the fucking person is. He he issued a statement uh, when this happened. Uh, I'm pleased that the United States has recognized the Galactic Government and our works. We have been working <laughs> to provide equality for all, both governmentally and economically. Having the United States of America as a partner is gratifying and humbling. Thank you, the US, for acknowledging that we own the moon and also mm-hmm, a bunch mm-hmm, of other planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be asking yourself at this point, fantastic, this man's been in government for 16 years. Yep, uh, I'm sure they're going well, but what's happening with them? Well, I don't have a recent update for you, but I do have an update from 2009, so five years after the government was founded. This is from their newsletter. Uh, the future holds so many possibilities for us. We also believe within the next five to ten years, the Lunar Embassy will be on the surface of the moon, building the first lunar city, New Hope City. This will five be a- to ten years, so that has not come to pass. Uh, no, it has not. They, they've they gone over their expiry date by one year so far. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, they, all projects run a little bit over time. Yeah. And it also they the might just be keeping it quiet. That's true. True. You know, you don't want people... Gawking at your moon pyramid Do you think it would be possible to build something on the moon Without people knowing? I think there are a lot of nerds looking at the surface of the moon With very big telescopes all the time But like a building One building I feel like I've watched enough conspiracy videos Where people have like looked at a single dot That's appeared on the moon and been like (laughs) Moon worms uh, That I feel like we'd notice relatively quickly They'd be like there's a moon KFC that wasn't there before (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second Uh <laughs> so we will build the first little city, New Hope City. This will be a fully enclosed pyramid. So that's nice. That's nice for them. Uh, the base. Oh, it is a pyramid. The base is slated at three kilometers by three kilometers, with a height of three kilometers. It's
2: good that they specify that it's going to be fully enclosed. Yes, there's no that open feels air to me. <laughs> so, Sorry, did you say three kilometers yes. by three kilometers yes. by three kilometers? Three
0: kilometers tall is the most insane part of this claim to me.
2: Well, I guess you. Can build a bit easier on the moon because of the lack of gravity? You
0: can. But just like, (laughs) by comparison, the tallest Mm -hmm. building in the world is 828 metres tall. And that was constructed by professional architects and teams of builders. Sure. Uh, This is a crazy man, and he wants to build a three (laughs) kilometre tall pyramid on the moon. Oh. I mean, like this is the
2: same thing as claiming that you have real estate on, <laughs> on Venus, right? Like, sure. none of this is gonna happen. I think. It's Why the... not say that it's gonna be twenty k's by twenty k's, and you know?
0: <laughs> it's the specificity that's undoing him, I think, here though, because it's all well and good to have this never been challenged in court claim that you own the moon, to be like setting hard deadlines for building impossible structures.
2: Yeah, that you are definitely gonna live to see pass. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that is the. That's that's the crucial error here, right? You're not
0: doing that. Uh, what was that guy who kept predicting the end of the world and then just fucking died? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
2: You Like he
0: was smart. That was in a dying. good choice on his part. <laughs> um, this will provide a venue large enough to handle agriculture, livestock, retail, theaters, amusement centers, restaurants, golf brackets inside, of course. Hospital, mm-hmm. housing. Oh, good. I didn't want to sound insane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ...luxury condos, business suites, government offices for the Galactic Government and the Lunar Embassy... ...as well as any government on Earth that wants to have an embassy there. We will have everything necessary for all humans to have the comforts of home as they do on Earth. Hopefully the New Hope City project will begin sometime in 2011 and be finished sometime in 2015. We will use solar energy and helium-3 reserves to power our city and our modes of transportation. On that note... I would ask any of you for suggestions for the type of transportation that would work on the moon.
1: Got everything else worked out. <laughs> yeah, we've, got, got we've got the, the pyramid <laughs> sorted. We've thought that through. Got the um, moon theater sorted. That's
0: fine. <laughs> yep. Moon golf. Mastered. Yeah. Moon now, do you guys transport. see some sort of uh, funiculous uh, organization there? Or, uh... um, our premise is that we do not want to have to build roads, so any type of hovercraft, <laughs> flying car, or flying anything would be appreciated from you. <laughs> so if you guys can invent the flying car in between then and now. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just contact contact us at com, and we will take the suggestion. If we select your idea for creation of these vehicles, we will provide you with a 1,777.5-acre a 0.58 Aww. acre of property on the moon in one of the richest areas with helium-3 <laughs> reserves. Please remember that helium-3 is valued at $125,000 per ounce on Earth. And I have one final thing here. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. signs off his 100-page constitution uh, from two addresses. Uh, the first, this is from uh, Dr. Dennett. Oh. He's made himself a doctor in this, Doctor Dennis M. Hope, CEO, bracket celestial executive officer, president. Uh, the first address is the Galactic Government Headquarters, located at one hundred to four hundred Galaxy Way, number two, New Hope Plaza, New Hope City, Sea of Tranquility, Moon of Earth. The <laughs> second address is from huh? the Galactic Government Satellite Office, two hundred and forty-one <laughs> B Main Street, Rio Vista, California. <laughs>
1: And he'll probably just set up forwarding address on, <laughs> on the second one. Sure, yeah. All of
0: that's going to the moon eventually. Uh, so, I feel like...
2: You you hope that he's got his Amazon account set to the right one, though. Otherwise, oh he's, gonna, God, he's not going to be, gonna be so able to annoyed. buy the right... you know,
0: you got to go to the distribution center in Rio Vista. <laughs> when you're sitting there in the Sea of Tranquility. The shuttle's not coming back for another couple of months. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those things where... My previous understanding of the moon certificates as being joke gifts was probably more useful to have in my brain than knowing that there is a four-decade-long saga of a man claiming ownership of the moon.
2: Oh, absolutely! I'm furious at what uh, at knowing this now, and I'm sure that like,
0: like I've pushed you know valuable memory space out of my brain. I don't now. think
2: I know my son's birthday anymore, but I think that now I just have this like. Yeah, four decades long moon dispute lodged in my brain and I can never get it out. So, thank you for having me.
0: You are so welcome. Every time I look at the moon, I'm just going to think, I wonder what Dennis Hope is doing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we've been meeting this for me. quite a while and it, it was always going to be tough choosing what the... Theme would be I have been keeping an eye out for particularly good ape news for a while. Sure, sure. Well, this is very much you've really nailed in my
2: what what's in my wheelhouse here, so so thank you. Um, yeah, uh, do can you, I can I um can I plug my podcast real quick? I would love for you to plug all of the many many things that you do. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just gonna do one. Uh, I'm going to, me and Michael Hing do a podcast called Free to Good Home, uh, which is now kind of wait, once every two weeks, we go through classifieds and talk about them. You've been a guest on it a couple of times. Uh, we lost your audio once.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, actually we've had audio fuck ups both times. Uh, oh, good. which has been great. Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, you can get that wherever you get this podcast probably.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, it is a, it is a very wonderful podcast. I would recommend it to everyone. I know we have a lot of, uh, crossover in listenership, but if you're not already listening to it, please do. Also, uh, are you still doing a newsletter? Cause the ones of those that I've read are fucking fantastic.
2: Oh yeah. I do the idiot report, uh, which is a newsletter, Substack. It's idiotreport.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to put something out on there soon. It's like a mixture of essays and short stories and, uh, things that are are stopping me from tweeting stuff because I'm I'm just trying to tweet less, man. I think we (laughs) all should be. Yeah, (laughs) no one should be on that website. It's not good for anyone. Yeah, it's not a newsletter where you'll get, like, things that are just, like, 140 characters, but it's, like, rather than do a tweet rant, I, like, actually put some thought into it and write it up as an essay. Uh, Or, you know, and then I also do some some short stories which are, like, you know, uh, speculative fiction, also just bullshit. Um. Uh, maybe I'll write something about
0: moon ownership. I Who hope knows? you do. Please do, uh, Theo. Have you got anything you'd like to plug?
1: Uh, just the podcast that I'm on, uh, Bunta Vista. <laughs> Haven't heard of it.